Okartov, we are back to Parashat Behar, and we're going to take off from the start of the part of the Yovel, that's in Pasuk 8. Mm-hmm. We, did, we started it yesterday, but that was just, I just want to show you the, the idea, the relationship to Yom Kippur. Uh, on Pasuk 8, we said, And you will count seven Shabbatot of years, meaning seven Shemitot cycles, mm-hmm. Shemitah cycles, seven years, seven times, total of 49. You have 40 years, 49 years that you count. In the seventh month, meaning, in the 50th year, in the 50th year, after the 49 years are over, yes. in the 7th month, on the 10th, 10th of, the of month. that month, on the day, you, on the day of Yom Kippur, <laughs> you will blow the shofar on all of your land. What does the shofar blowing signify? That the Yovel has started. Now, even though they blow it on Yom Kippur, the Yovel starts from Rosh Hashanah. That's what the Chachamim explained. But the idea is that the announcement of the Yovel, the official announcement, happens on the day of Yom Kippur. Why, why would it happen on Yom Kippur, by the way? Why would you, the announcement of you're forgiving. Of Yom, you're forgiving everything. Right. It seems like there is... Like a, the forgiveness of Hashem is It's forgiving. like the forgiveness of Hashem for our sins. You're so saying, all of the, the debts and yes. this and that and all of the land that you, we've you bought, return the, everything the is going... With, to the, to so, the, yeah, exactly. So Yom Kippur returns ourselves to our original state of purity. Yes. And, and the Yovel returns the land to its original state of distribution. I think that's, that's the relationship, and that's why there is a relationship between the Yovel and Yom Kippur. And you will sanctify that 50th year. It's very interesting that it says that it's the same words, the word that we've been seeing in the whole, uh, in, in the whole book. Yes. Almost like... Kedusha, we are talking about Kedusha. It's, it's, it's also, this is another form of Kedusha of time. The same way we have the holidays and the Shabbat. Rabbi, I have a question. If there is six years of Shemitah, the seventh year we don't have to touch. So here on the 49th year that we already cannot touch years. it, it's two years. Two years, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay. So that year you will sanctify it, you'll make it a unique year, a year in which you recognize Borei Olam's uh, dominion over the planet, over the earth. And in that year, ukratem deror ba'aretz lechol yosheveh, and you will call out. If you read it, if you go to the Liberty Bell, this pasuk is on the Liberty Bell. So, and you will proclaim liberty throughout the land. That's how they translate it. Ukratem deror ba'aretz lechol yosheveh. You will call liberty to the entire land, to all the people who dwell in it. Yovel hi tielachem. It should be a yovel. What does the word yovel come from, by the way? Yovel comes from. It could either mean a ram. It could either mean a shofar or it could mean this jubilee here. And it all comes from the same thing because it's named after the shofar blowing. And they're, and they're using all of them, anyhow. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. It's named after the shofar blowing that's, that's blown with the keren ha-yovel, with the horn of the yovel, of the ram, or the yovel, which is another word for a horn. Okay? And in this year, each person shall go back to his possession and each person should go back to his family. So... Anybody, the two laws that we learn from here is that in the Yovel, besides for the fact that a person must cease working his land, the land that he bought from someone else must return back to to its original original. owner. So that's what the Yovel has on top of the Shemitah. 
And another thing the Yovel has on top of the Shemitah is let's say I'm a slave. Um, Go back to your family. So, you're free. Right, right, freedom, exactly. So if I'm a Jewish, if a person is a Jewish slave, typically they get to work six years for their master and the seventh year they go free. If they marry. If they do not want to go free in the seventh year, they say, oh, I like my wife and yes, I like sure. my kids and I like yes. my master. Then they have to pierce their ear yes. and they stay forever. Now, when the Pasuk says forever, it doesn't mean forever. It means until the Jubilee. Until the Yofim. So... Even the slave who committed to staying with his master for life, on the Yovel, goes free. And that's what the Chachamim learned from this Pasuk. Okay, Pasuk 11. This year should be Yovel for you, uh, uh, this 50th year. You should not plant. And you should not cut the Sifichim. And you should not... Uh, take the the grapes, meaning the same rules as Shemitah. You shall not take whatever grows by itself. Yes, same yeah. thing here. You shall not take what grows by itself, and you shall not take of the grapes that are on the the vine and gather them. Ki yovel hi kodesh because it is yovel. It should be holy for you. It should be separate for you. From the field, you shall eat the produce. And we said that. What does what does that mean? The that same rules whatever, as Shemitah. Meaning whatever, whatever it's. From the field and not from storage. Yes. Whatever right. is there, you take you from the eat, field. But you have to eat the same day. Meal by meal. All right, and you you're not even allowed to keep it over... Exactly. Uh, if you want for lunch, you go take lunch, you come inside, you eat it. You, can you store for the next month? No. Okay, and that's what this pasuk means. So, wh- why, why by avoiding eating, or by avoid, sorry, by avoiding storing the produce... Why is that considered turning, making it a holy year? Because it, you, you, you remind the, the sustainability of your life is based from Hashem. Right, exactly. Because if I take the food inside and I store it with my yeah. refrigerator. Yeah, then I am... Uh, I'm the one. I'm the one. <laughs> it's I, like the man. I'm it's the one. It's the exactly. same concept this, of the man. Exa- wow. That's a chidush. I never exactly. realized that. The same. It's the same concept as the man. Yes. The man you ate every day, and the idea was don't store for the next day because you have to learn that lo ala lechem levado yichia adam ki al kol motzafi adonai yichia adam. Everything comes. It's based on the word of God that a person lives. So the same way the man you take day by day, and the shemitah and the yovel, you sanctify the year. You 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 go back to the situation of the man. Beautiful. What a what a chidush. Never thought of that. It's the same. And See, yeah, that's we, are why, living, that's why, we are living our lives. That's, that's why they call it Jack of no, Machine. No, 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 no. Continue. That's brilliant. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and this is why this is the year of God. It's the year of Kiddushah, which as we keep saying, Kiddushah means orienting yourself with the understanding of God's immediate presence. And if you're going to live like that, you live in the moment, right? You live day by day because you, you, realize, you trust you that realize, God can yeah. sustain you the next day as well. The same way as the man. Wow, beautiful. Okay. Uh, in this year, each person shall go back to his portion. Each person gets his land back. All the land goes back to its original owner. Now, uh, the, the, we're going to take... Practically, we are, it's like you're coming back to Israel from the desert. It, it's a, it's a, we're going back to the original the way that Israel was distributed. We're putting, when you, when you go in, right, we're putting everything back to the way Borei Olam originally distributed it at, when we first entered Israel. That's it. We're maintaining everything, things the way Borei Olam Everything goes back to square one. 
It's very interesting. You know, it's part of that theme. Freedom, within... freedom. Right. That, that from the Exodus from from Egypt, and then you're arriving by arriving to and the way Israel, you the way you distributed the land, land. Right. and even the food that you how you're gonna eat it is like the man. The this man is a, this was is another, when you arrive. Another, this is another example of kedusha leading us to to differentiating or making distinctions as God wanted them. You know, so we do that in our lives, in the world. We distinguish between tameh, tahor, this and that. Between what you so could you eat, what back, you can't you go eat. Back to the so this is also, you go back to what Borei Olam established. You show respect for Borei Olam's creation and how he created things and how he originally did things or divided things. Yes. And that's what, uh, that's what Yovel does. So now that we, we said that a person goes back to his land and each person gets his land back, we have to explain the, the practical system of how it works. How does it work? Well, let's say I do want to sell the land. So what do they, I do? They count the years that is left until... So the basic year. premise is going to be that you're not buying land. You are buying Time. a stream of income, right? You're buying, yes, you, it, you're it, buying a number of harvests. How much you can uh, produce exactly. for so the next say, uh, I'm buying, seven years? So whenever I come years. to you, I don't say I want to buy your <clears> land. <throat> I say I want to buy the harvest for the next 40 years. Right? You're, not, you're not buying the physical land because Borei Olam owns <clears> the land. <throat> The so best you could do is you could buy the fruits that it produces. Produce. I'm at the next, so the I want to buy 22 the next... 22 years, there's going to be right. so much produce. There are 22 years left <coughs> to, the, uh, to the Yovel. <coughs> there's going to be so much produce. How much can I pay you for 22 years worth of produce? Okay? And that's going to be the basic simple. If it's fewer years left until the Yovel, it's the less. price goes down. Yes. If there are many years left to the it Yovel, the price goes up. So that by the time the Yovel comes the value that the person paid has been exhausted in terms of the income that he received and he gives it back to the person without a loss, right? How did they base the price? Based there, on there must have been a market for it. Probably there was a, the by, same the way size, by the size of the land, most probably. And by the size produce. of the land and the, pro, the, the quality of the produce, yes. right? Um, but there must have developed a market. I mean, I don't know how much, it's not like that, a, yes. a, a, a functional real estate business, and because as the Pasuk is going to say, people only really sold land when they fell in hard times. Yes. So how many people were selling land at the same time? I don't know if there was a gigantic market no, for selling land, no. so that I don't know if the price could be determined and so clearly. Unfortunately, if they were losing a lot of money, that means that the produce was not even good. It could be. It's a good point. It is a good point. Solid point. Okay, Pasuk 14. Whenever you sell a land to your friend, I'm gonna, it doesn't say land, but that's what it seems to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Or you buy from your fellow. Do not um, uh, miss... Uh, how do you... How do you change uh, the it's, it's do not be unjust in your, yes. in your trade, right. in, your, in your buying and selling. Yes. Meaning whether you're the Don't buyer... Advantage. Whether you're the buyer or the seller... <laughs> Don't take advantage. Rather, follow the following rules. What are the rules? With the number of years that are left after the Yovel or that have passed from the Yovel or that remain to the Yovel, however you want to translate that, yes. you shall buy from your friend. And you are buying based on the number of years of produce he will be selling it to you. If there are many years of produce left, yeah, then the purchase price will be higher. And if it's fewer years left till the Yovel, you lower the purchase price. Because he is not selling you land, rather he is selling you a number of years of produce. Pasuk 17. And do not 
uh, afflict, not, what's the word, Arakib. Do not mistreat one another, uh, each person his fellow, and you should fear Hashem. And you should fear God. For I am Hashem your God. So the Viyareta Meloecha, again, we always see that phrase when? We see that phrase when we're talking about things that it's very easy to cover up. You know, I could mistreat this guy. This guy is in, why? Because a person sells his land when in, he's in a difficult position. Yes. So, okay, I could just offer him, uh, you know, I could offer him nothing. So, and same thing with the seller. The seller says, oh, I know I'm going to get back get back my land in the Ovel. So, I could just offer a ton of money and then he'll, he'll by the end of it, he'll just give it back to me and he'll suffer a loss. So, basically, each, each all the purchases on the sale party. or the buy must be done with the understanding of the amount of years of income. You know, it's a, the, best, the best way to compare this to is whenever you're buying like a, a property that's leased, right? So there's these single tenant properties you that have very... how much the income, the income of, that, of, of that is. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they're the best example. The best example is you have these properties called single tenant property, single tenant net lease it's called, in which the property has like, you, you find one tenant and one tenant alone, but the, the lease is like 15 years, right? So typically, assuming it's a strong tenant like McDonald's or something, if the lease has three years left on it, you pay less. If the lease has 20 years left on it, you yeah, pay more. more. Because it's 20 years because of... You're, 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 that you're, you're paying get, for 20 years of income as opposed to three years of income. You're probably yeah. advancing the money for, this, for, for those 20 years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, seven, but the only difference is on the, with these net leases, you could sell a property at night. Yes, yes, yes. So, but, but in this, you're, you're paying even less because yes. you, have to under, you have to understand that I have to pay little enough that it's worth it for me at the end of, that, with the income that I receive to just give back the land for free. Okay? Yeah, I don't get a premium after for that. Right, you don't get a premium after. Okay. Chukim are the more abstract ritual laws that are harder to understand. There is a, one more word that's not brought up here, but it's good to know. Torot. Chukim, uh, Mishpatim, and Torot. Torot are typically like instructions, procedural things. Like how to do, how to do it. This is how you bring the Ola. So technical laws. Of thing. It's not Mishpatim because it's not civil. And it's not a chuk because it's not a broad, uh, it's not, not a, a general, broad not a general, general thing about uh, with a law that's hard to understand. It's a specific, it's a specific, specific, specific procedure how to do something. That's torot. Okay, so chukim mishpatim, and you should do them. And you'll dwell on the land safely. The land will give its fruit, and you will eat to satiety, and you will dwell on the land uh, safely and comfortably. Okay, and. If you're now going to ask <laughs> the question that you kind of brought up, which was, I mean, in the, in the Shemitah and the Yovel, it's, we understand it's, it. it's exacerbated. But even in a typical year, you may ask, if I'm not, now that we established all the rules, okay, because we just, we just concluded, you know, it says you should do yes. my chukim and nishpatim, yes, yes. which means we, close, we just, closure. we, we close we closed yes. the rules. But now there are implications to those rules. Like, wait, I'm not allowed to, to produce fruit. I'm not allowed to... to um, plant fruits or food in the Yovel in the in the Shemitah year. How am I going to eat in the eighth year? Because yeah. I typically eat from the and previous then, year's produce. And not only that, and then there is the ninth year because <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, so here is now it's going to explain how we 
the reassurance. Practically, how these rules are going to, to work, because, you know, it's easy to say in abstract, in abstract, but we need some assurance that we will be able to sustain ourselves. So, if you say, what shall we eat in the seventh year? Behold, we will not be planting and we'll not, we won't be gathering our produce. Yes. So, let's just understand something about the cycle, okay? The cycle starts in, in Rosh Hashanah, right? Correct. Now, what does Rosh Hashanah, in terms of where we are in the harvest season? We're in the middle. No, Rosh Hashanah is the end. Yes. Because the harvest yes, yes, begins, yes, yes, harvest yes, yes, begins yes, yes, in yes, Pesach. Yes, okay? yes, yes, yes. So the previous Pesach, okay, Pesach of the sixth year, yes. we started the harvest. By Shavuot, we're almost done. By Sukkot, it's the last of the stuff. So Rosh Hashanah is the end of the harvest season. Okay? So Rosh Hashanah marks the beginning of the seventh year. So the, the good thing that you notice is that we've already harvested right before Rosh Hashanah. For the next... We've already... We're allowed to harvest the stuff from the sixth year. So until Rosh Hashanah starts, we're good. Okay? So all of the stuff from the sixth year, we, we have in our storehouses. Already. Now, in the seventh year, what becomes forbidden? You can't plant, and that winter season is going to be the season of planting. You can't plant in that winter season, and then you can't gather in the Pesach of the seventh year and the Shavuot of the seventh year. Okay? So... It's not really a question of what am I going to eat for the beginning of the seventh year. The question becomes, what am I going to eat for the end of the seventh year and, and the eighth, the eighth year. year? Okay, so that's the question about the answer. What am I going to eat for the middle and the end of the seventh year and the eighth uh, uh, year? What about the ninth year? So we'll see, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, you will see that in that sixth year that you are gathering your produce, that harvest, mm-hmm. I, will, I will give you my beracha in the sixth year. And it will do enough produce for all three years. What kind of year? like, by the way, that the man came double portion yes, on the Friday. Friday. It's another relationship. <laughs> okay. You will plant again in this eighth year. Sorry, we're not so on the year. eighth year, he's allowed, you're allowed to plant. You're allowed to plant. So you so really only don't have food. Food for two years. For the middle of the seventh year until the end, end of, of the eighth year. year. Right? The end of the eighth year. Okay. You'll still be eating of that old produce from the sixth year all the way until the beginning of the ninth year. Because until, until the ninth year, that eighth year's produce, you haven't gathered all of it in until around Sukkot time of the ninth year. So you will be eating of the remnants of that original sixth year all the way until... The ninth year. Okay? The land shall not be sold forever. The land will not be sold in perpetuity because you are, you are uh, just uh, sojourners in my land. Yes. The land and, is mine. And the in every land mine. that is part of your possession, there will be a system of Redemption. So we just explained how we're going to get the brachat for the covering the years. Now we have to explain uh, there are going to be a whole new set of laws that pertain to how does one redeem land. If I have to sell my land, is there any way for me to get it back? And that's what we're going to speak yes. about tomorrow. Can I get it back in one year or two years? Exactly. Amen. Amen.